0: Hi, everyone. My name is Kevin, and I just want to give you a brief intro on how this particular podcast came about. So I decided that I wanted to have some sort of creative outlet, especially in this COVID environment where everyone's stuck at home and there's not much to do outside of home. And uh, I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a long time now. I did steal the idea from April Richardson, as I'll describe in episode one. Uh, in just a few moments here. Uh, but I wanted to use this really just as a, a way to have some fun, talk about a, a show that I enjoyed very much and, and pick it apart. Uh, just know that no matter what I say, I absolutely adored this show. I've watched every episode multiple times you know, at, uh, at different stages of my life. And I wanted to be able to provide a, uh, a listening experience for people that also enjoy the show and just something lighthearted to listen to, you know, as you're just going about your day, um, maybe your commute back to the office as things finally open up here. Uh, but I also wanted to ask that you please bear with us. So Mark and I are are very new uh, to this uh, to this idea, and uh, we are certainly going to get better. So I am recording this little intro. After we've already recorded four episodes, and I think you'll find that by episode three we're starting to like, hit our stride a little. So nothing start off a little rough. And I just wanted to, to thank you for giving us a try. Hopefully you'll stick with us uh, through, through every episode. And if you have any feedback for us, uh, we, we would greatly appreciate it. But you know, more than anything, I just wanted to, to thank you for, uh, for giving us a try. So, without further ado, let's kick off episode one. So, uh, we're going to do our best to run through these Boy Meets World episodes, try to get through all of them. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about episode one. Uh, We actually got to watch this one together. We took notes separately. Uh, we tried to talk very minimally about it, that way we have a lot to talk about here. Uh, but before we run into it, I just want to give a, a little bit of background as to why I'm doing this. Um, so I got the idea from a comedian named April Richardson who did this podcast called uh, Go Bayside, and it's all about Saved by the Bell. And she ran through every single episode of that series, skipping, I believe, the college years. But she even did like all like the, the special videos, like the Hawaiian Adventure and everything, um, and I just thought it was really entertaining, especially since it was a show I grew up with as a kid and loved, even knowing how corny it was. And uh, as I watched this show, and as it's become available on, on Disney+, Plus, which makes it more accessible than it's been in, you know, probably decades, um, I was like, there's just so much I could talk about here and would want to talk about, and... Um, you know, I just was thinking about how I would do that, and I was looking for some sort of creative outlet, and that's when I thought about you, um, and I asked you what you think um, about this show, and if you'd be willing to do this with me. Um, so, uh, my name's Kevin. Uh, I'm here with uh, one of my best friends, Mark. Uh, we've known each other for 30 years, which is insane. Um, we started, uh, we, we met in, in pre-kindergarten at the age of five, so we just aged ourselves, um, <laughs> we grew up in Pennsylvania uh, we still live in Pennsylvania so we can relate a little bit uh, to like the, the setting in this show um, interestingly enough uh, mark is actually a, a teacher um, he's taught at a, a number of schools he has a lot of experience there and since so much of this show occurs in school uh, I'm really curious as your perspective <laughs> as what it's like you now we we went to high school together for all but one year
1: uh yeah every year except Third grade. grade. So it was
0: elementary school. Right. Uh, Which is crazy. Um, And uh, there's certainly some differences the way uh, our our district laid out the different grades and whatnot versus uh, this show, but uh, we went through, um, you know, 13 years of school together, basically. I guess minus the one, (laughs) minus (laughs) 12 years of school together, Um, and... Well, yeah, 13, because the pre-kindergarten. That's right, pre-kindergarten, 13. That's right. (laughs) And I don't know if we ever talked about this show.
1: Ever. Um... No, I don't remember. I feel like it was something that people watched and
0: didn't talk about. Right. And uh, that is actually an excellent point because... So, I think as a kid... like This came on Friday nights on TGIF, right? Mm-hmm. On on ABC. Um, I absolutely loved watching those shows. And I think I thought that the cool kids were doing something much cooler than watching these shows on a Friday night. Like, even at... Um, but this, this started in 92 or 93? I think 93. 93. Um, so that puts us at a, a quite a young age, so eight years old. Uh, I'm definitely not old enough to really go out and do much on my own. Um, but for whatever reason, I guess I figured the other kids we were going to school with would have been doing something cooler or watching something cooler. So never really talked about it. Um, since I'm kind of uh, blabbering here, I'll just pause. Is there anything you want to like say or add about...
1: Um. Yeah, my we parents... can...
0: I can hear that. <laughs> how does that come in through like that? I have no idea, and out? I don't
1: know how the volume comes. So, uh, Mark
0: just interrupted episode one with uh, highlights of, uh, of a hockey <laughs> game. Um, we are, as Flyers fans, delighted that the Pittsburgh Penguins got eliminated by the Montreal Canadiens today in this round-robin <laughs> playoff. So, good for you, Pittsburgh. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, back to the show. I don't remember if I was watching it. I might have
1: started off watching it on Friday nights, but I definitely watch... It on syndication. Yes. Because it was on like three or four o'clock when we were done school. Right. Uh, in that time range as well. And definitely seen all the episodes, mm-hmm. whether if they were fresh or not. I
0: definitely seen all of them in reruns. Right. And I, I, I remember like watching TGIF was pretty much like a, a staple for me. I don't know when mm-hmm. I stopped. There was a, a certain point that I was uh, probably outside playing hockey so late at night. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I would have started that like while the show was running though. I would think so. Um, so and then of course it would be syndication where you pick up the rest, and that's always how I watched Save by the Bell, too. I watched, I didn't watch any of them first, run, Yeah, none of them, uh, but this is something that, um, I, th- I think I tried to watch it, I made an effort, and then, you know, picking up on syndication, um, always helped. I feel like even, um, during the TGIF years, they might have run reruns, mm-hmm. um, because obviously like the, the shows have seasons of 20 episodes or so, and TGIF was a year round thing, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, so they, they we probably saw like even it syndicated with that regularity. Um, so what do you think about the show? Did you did you love it? Um, did you hate it? Did you watch it more ironically? Um, um, so I welcome.
1: watched it because I enjoyed it. I remember thinking it was funny and and a little bit more relatable than some of the other shows. Sure. On uh, TGIF, um, some of them even back then I recognized as cheesy, but I thought this mm-hmm. one was a little bit more um,
0: entertaining. Sure. It, um, it definitely has these moments where it's a little more grounded than it has the ones where it's a little like over the top and campy. Mm-hmm. I think even as a kid, I, I probably knew it was a little campy and ridiculous. And in some way, um, when we started talking about doing this show, I thought that um, like looking back on it without having checking the years, I thought the show actually started later than it did, and that my life kind of paralleled Corey's. It turns out that he was actually um, at least three years older than I was, at least he was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, that changed sometime throughout the, the series. Where he originally was supposed to graduate high school in 2000, and then he ended up graduating in 98. So, somewhere along the line, he skipped two years. He was just so smart. Him and all of his friends. Yeah, you all the, of them. Mm-hmm. Even the, the flunkies and everything.
0: Um, so, I think in some weird way, I kind of looked up to Corey and, um, and wanted to do the certain things he did. Like, uh, you know, he's in... What they called high school, like, was sixth grade, which is one thing we'll we'll touch on here too. But when he was in high school, I was still well until elementary school and looking up at that. So I would have been in, you know, most likely, uh, you know, third grade, you know, watching him in sixth grade, um, maybe in in some way, kind of like vicariously living mm-hmm. through this character on the show. Um, and uh, it's it was interesting. Um, for for some reason, I thought it was a lot more paralleled. Uh, than it ended up being. so, uh, And maybe that's why I was so sort of drawn to it, too. Like, I think when when kids would watch Saved by the Bell, or even, like, the, the more modern shows, they see, like, how cool high school is, and they hope that it's going to actually be like that, that they have, like, teacher relationships like that, mm-hmm. friend relationships, get to go on cool trips. Um, you know, there's a trip to Disney World in this show. Yeah, know? like every ABC. Yeah, every, every, show, every show has to go to Disney World. It's a big advertisement. Um so, uh, little stuff like that, I think that's one of the reasons why I was drawn to it, but I didn't really realize it until I started sitting back and thinking about it. Uh, so, anything else you want to say before we actually start diving into uh, the beats of the show?
1: Um, I, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, okay. I can say my experiences teaching will be slightly different because I teach elementary, mostly mm-hmm. kindergarten through fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some of those students that talk back, think they're funny. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can see this from both perspectives
0: Yeah, absolutely Um, Alright, so uh, the show opens up, episode one It's titled just Pilot Naturally, they couldn't think of a more creative title Um, It opens up with breakfast at school This is my first hang up with this show Um, They did start offering breakfast at our elementary school, do you remember? Um... I, it's not something I ever did. So. I didn't either. But in this show, they do it every day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if if there is an episode in season one where they don't open up in the cafeteria having breakfast.
1: Yeah, I, I'd have to go back and look. I definitely remember <laughs> the first couple episodes are like that. And I can definitely say, having taught in Philadelphia, breakfast is served every morning. Is really? Every morning, okay. yeah. Okay. Is, um, is that to accommodate the parents who are trying to like get to work? So they drop the kids off at... Um, it has to do with low-income families okay. and providing services for them that they wouldn't have at home. So some of the families in Philadelphia might not be able to afford three meals a day for their kids. Okay. So breakfasts are free and lunches are free. And even through this pandemic, schools Whoa. are still offering um, those same services to make sure those kids are eating, even though schools aren't in session.
0: How about that? That's mm-hmm. awesome. I Actually, I had no idea. See, you're already giving me perspective. Um, so it, it does open up with breakfast, uh, and the kids are having breakfast with the teachers. That, that doesn't that does seem like what happened ever. Um, uh, the only adults that I remember in the cafeterias were like the aides, mm-hmm. or like the one unlucky teacher assigned to watch over us rambunctious kids during a lunch period. Certainly don't remember eating with them.
1: Yeah, an extra duty for them, a yep. responsibility.
0: And of course, this is the world's smallest cafeteria. Uh, maybe it had like three or four tables in it. I don't recall, but, and the teachers are two tables away or so, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is, uh, just very silly, but Hey, you know, they're, they're trying to get all the characters in there and get them all introduced. Um, so, uh, which brings us to, uh, the next beat of the show, really, you're, you're, they're at the cafeteria table and Corey's there with two friends and neither one of them get a name. In this
1: yeah. episode, oh yeah, it was Sean
0: and the Bull Cut Kid, but they don't they don't call him Sean. Can I we mean, call the I other I'm kid like, Bull Cut? Kid? We didn't call him Bull Cut Kid, but I wanted to call him Sandlot Kid because this <laughs> is the kid, this is the kid from Sandlot who does the Forever thing. He's the one who steals the kiss. Four so as so soon as I saw him, I was four. like, oh, I remember him. He's from the Sandlot. Um, so they're sitting there at the cafeteria table having breakfast, talking about what? Some sort of talk show? Was it SNL or um, something else? No I think it was like either Letterman
1: or Leno okay. um, because they were going through um, opening monologue um, and guests yes so they weren't talking about skits um, See, so that went,
0: just went over my head because I didn't watch that stuff I mean even when I was there age at 11 I don't recall ever watching anything like that Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're basically going through what they watched, and uh, Sandlock Kid is bragging that he was up the latest and watched like the, the last sketch. Mm-hmm. I believe there is um, some interaction with Mr. Feeney during this first part, too. So yeah, Corey's, I'm trying um, to remember. Okay, so Corey basically, uh, I think even before he sits down with his friends and goes into this, he gets a candy bar from the candy machine. Or and uh, and Mr. Feeney gives him a hard time about buying candy, and then Corey takes a shot right back at him and shows him how much of a like a quick witted whipper snapper. Yeah. I guess. And, and hypocritical and, too. Yeah, hypocritical. Because... And attacks him for drinking his coffee. Um, yeah. yeah, I believe he calls it an astronaut drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Feeney tells him uh, you should learn from astronauts and suck up rather than you know being a punk little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh so they they go to the, they sit down at the table they have their uh, they talk about the the letterman show or whatever it is um and then the bell rings and they go to class one thing i noted was sandlock kid nearly drops his like little binder or folder as he gets up like oh, he, he barely understand. catches it he has to do like a um uh, like a full-armed hug of his stuff to keep it from falling. It's as if you have like a book and you're only holding the top cover and the bottom falls down. That's what it looked like. I was embarrassed or it I was... was distracted by the bowl cut and <laughs> <The> bowl embarrassed <laughs> for him at the same time. Bowl cuts, bowl cuts are going to be a staple. And uh, it, it just goes into um, what well, it's that's I feel like that's so easy to reshoot. Uh, I caught it right away. I thought it looked stupid, but obviously they didn't reshoot it. They just went with it. Um, After that, we get this 90s intro with probably the best song that the series ever has. for Like the first season? Yes. Because the rest of them are just crap. They're really short. And if they do have lyrics, which the last one does, they're terrible. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: First and second season were definitely the best. mm -hmm. Um, But... The the first one where Corey's having that catch with his dad from two different video shots. It mm-hmm. reminds me of every Zoom video I've seen teachers create <laughs> over the last year, <laughs> like throwing the ball and then the dad catches a different ball from a different screen mm-hmm. and then
0: throws it back. Yes, that's that's. And the one, and he got the I, I mentioned when we were when we we're watching together. He got the and got the and credits. So everyone else just kind of gets their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever Ben Savage, Ryder Strong, who's Sean, and he gets his. His and statement. And forgive me, I don't even remember what his name is. I will get it um, for the next one, that's for sure. So we get this little 90s intro. And in the intro, we see some characters which we're not going to see in this episode. Probably most notably is Minkus. Yeah. um, Played by by Lee Norris. So he is one of my favorite characters. Uh, I think as a kid, I hated him. Because although he was a genius and followed the rules, he was still the foil to Corey. But if you look back on it as an adult, he was actually a very moral character. He just wanted to fit in. He was more of a, um, a victim because he would get picked on all the time. You mm-hmm. know? So he, but he's a great character, uh, but you don't get to see him in this one. After this intro, which I always think of the, roller, the rollerblades hitting Corey in the face, um anyway, little, as you're watching all this clip art move around, um it, it very much dates the show. So after the intro we end up in class and Mr. Feeney is lecturing Sandlock Kid, or as you want to call him, bowl cut Kid. Yeah. Or just bowl cut. was it? Bull Bo- cut cut. Kid. Um bowl cut Kid and uh this this girl here refers to as Mrs. Kincaid, who we also never see again. So after this, uh Mrs. Kincaid and a bowl cut kid are killed because they never show up on the show again. And they are rehearsing Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> We're going to have to keep track how many times that comes up in the show. Shakespeare. <laughs> so uh, they're 11. They're 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is presumably... S- sixth grade. Sixth grade. Um, and he is... G- and they're, they're learning Romeo and Juliet. He has uh, the knife and he is supposed to be Romeo. She's Juliet. And he's supposed to be devastated that uh, Mrs. Kincaid is is dead, so he's going to stab himself, and he makes a joke that he's going to stab her, and (laughs) she threatens him. And she actually, the funny thing, what I noticed uh, was she actually had a lot of charisma, and I thought she was legit funny. is a good timing. So she threatens to kill him, um, and Mr. Feeney breaks it up and uh, gets distracted by Corey listening to the Phillies game. So Corey has one of those um, those, uh, old-fashioned, like, I guess portable radios, I don't know if it's also a cassette player, but, you know, the portable radio, and he's listening to the Phillies, um, and, uh, in, in the middle of the day, which is realistic, you know, there are some, some games that occur in the middle of the day. I can remember,
1: uh, taking one of those types of radios in third grade out to recess just to listen to the Phillies game. Yep. Because I think 93 was the year that they went to the
0: World Series, so... Everybody was was excited about him that year. They do a lot of name drops with players in here, too. They do. yeah, Especially uh, in the first season, specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's listening to the Phillies, and Mr. Feeney catches this and um, takes the the headphones away from Corey, puts them on his ears, and starts doing the play-by-play without missing a single beat, just absolutely perfectly. Um, And as the kids are listening and getting excited for whether or not someone's going to catch a fly ball, he kills it, and they're all disappointed that they don't get to hear the rest of the game. Miss Tiffany then lectures Corey about love, this 11-year-old, about love and why he should be paying attention to Romeo and Juliet and how important this is, um, which, again, I I cannot imagine as an 11-year-old kid learning about this sort of stuff. We learned about some pretty hardcore stuff as things went along. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like Salem Witch Trials, for instance, is a pretty, you know, um, Pretty adult topic to go mm-hmm. through um, in school, but 11 years old, Romeo and Juliet, that stuff's hard to understand now, especially <laughs> if you're reading it in its original text, you know, and not some sort of like weird translated version, like in the old English. Yeah, I can't tell you what we learned in sixth
1: grade. Like,
0: <sighs> um, I remember little bits uh, of the classes I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you this in our sixth grade. We went from teacher to teacher. I think yeah. we had seven periods a day yes. at that point. And our sixth grade was actually considered middle school. First year in middle school. Yeah, yeah. so in, in this show, they're gonna go from elementary school to high school, which I know yeah. it's done that way in certain areas of the state and in the country, basically through sixth grade is elementary, then the high part of seventh to the end. Yeah, for each us, school district's a little bit different. Right, for us, our, our elementary school stopped after fifth. Then we had our middle school, seventh, I'm oh, sorry, uh, sixth through eighth, and then our high school. Uh, so, in sixth grade, we were in uh, middle school. Um, we, a bunch of elementary schools you know, came together. Um, and you know, we went from period to period. We weren't sitting with the same person all day, that's for sure. And the impression I get is that it's all Mr. Feeney all the time. Yeah. In this show. Um, that's their, their only teacher. Um, and dude, even in elementary school. So, let's back up. In elementary school, we didn't have one teacher all day. We had three.
1: Yeah, because our elementary school, we had pods. So. Yeah. Um, it was one giant room that was, um, it wasn't separated by like concrete walls. They were, they might've had dividers up, Uh but yeah, we were one of the few schools that would go from... We would rotate
0: between three teachers, right? We had three teachers, and I think we were like a class of eighty altogether, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, teachers had their certain specialties, or they might do it all. Like uh, you go to one teacher for science, and everyone does science with that teacher, but they do it at different times. Mm-hmm. They go to one teacher for math, one teacher for uh, reading or English, and yeah. just kind of rotate like that. Um, so already uh, significantly different. I mean, we we grew up in a suburb of Philadelphia, but we kind of get the impression that that's a little bit what this is too. Like they kind of they walk the line between this is inner city school, yeah, and this they is get- suburbia.
1: They, they mention that they're suburban, and sometimes they mention that they're in the city. Right. But...
0: Right. Um, so after Corey um, gives him a hard time telling him that he doesn't learn any of this junk, Mr. Feeney gives him detention. Uh, again, elementary school, detention? No. Definitely not. Uh, but in sixth grade, I did have, like, my first detention. <laughs> <So> sixth grade... <laughs> uh, detention did exist uh, for me in sixth grade, that's for sure. Um... Next scene, we are um, we are back in Corey's house and Eric's on the phone with Heather. And one of the reasons why I like this is because there's actually going to be a little bit of continuity here for the first three episodes where we get to hear about Heather. I think we get to meet Heather. I think we do too. <laughs> Which is crazy because usually they just kill people off or don't mention them again. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is where... Eric tells Corey that he's dumping him for the Phillies game, for which he bought the tickets, and he's going to take his date instead. And Corey goes in a big protest. Um, he wants to get his parents to overrule Eric. They say it's his money, so he's going to do whatever he wants. Um, and I believe... I don't know if they give any sort of indication this is his first paycheck, but they get an indication that he's working. Late in, in another episode coming up real soon, they talk about his first paycheck with... Um, like, working at the grocery store. So I don't know where <laughs> the heck this money came from. If it's birthday money or whatever. But he's like, oh, it's his money, so he could do whatever he wants. Um, and the funny thing was his mom was totally in on it. Like, so his – when uh, when Corey tells uh, – when he goes to tattle on his mom that Eric is dumping him uh, for uh, for this girl, Heather, his mom is super excited for him. I can't imagine <laughs> that being the case – uh, like, I had a little bit of a different relationship with, with my brother um, but I feel like most parents would give the older sibling such a hard time for letting down the younger sibling like that like, you're going to ditch him I know it's your money but you would at least lay it on a little bit and I also don't think that the mom would be I don't think the kid, Eric would let his mom know who he's trying to date yeah, at this age especially which, if it's like a first date Right. And I, how old is he here? 15 uh, 15 you think I think yeah okay I guess his parents are gonna have to drive him then unless he's gonna ride a bicycle but okay we'll, we'll say he's 15 but still that's that's really awkward you think you'd keep that secret um I mean I totally would I don't know um I thought that was uh that was a little unrealistic um this is also where we find out that that Feeney um lives next door so the principal, I'm sorry, oh, the future principal, but the the current teacher also lives next door. Um, uh, let's see, what am I missing here, Mark? Where are we at um, in the notes? Uh, let's
1: see. That's pretty much the notes that I've gathered so far for this episode. Hmm. Okay. Um,
0: All right. So I'll I'll keep going. I do have <laughs> I do um I do have more. Here. I wrote down Eric is a jerk <laughs> yeah I wrote
1: down that's <laughs> just allow it <laughs> I wrote down that he was a stereotypical older brother because I know that changes mm-hmm. throughout the series where his personality and his uh, character changes as
0: the series goes on right and I will say they this is where we also get to meet uh, Morgan the, the youngest sibling mm-hmm. a cute little uh, blonde haired girl and she's very sweet uh, she offers um, to basically spend time with Corey. I think she even offers to go to a ball game with him at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she's, uh, she's real cute, and he is not nice to her um, about that offer. Well, he learned so, it from Eric. Mm-hmm, he sure did. Uh, I am... Uh, so, actually, I'm a parent. I have a, a five-year-old and a six-month-old, and I do absolutely tell the five-year-old to be nice to her brother. And I still will, like forever. And it'll... When he's old enough to do mean things, <laughs> I will be telling him to be nice, too, and I will want them to spend time together. And if one tries to ditch the other... For a uh, boyfriend girlfriend, after committing to taking one to a uh, ball game or anything else, uh, yeah, that's not going to fly. That's really messed up. Uh, so, next scene, we're back in the uh, the cafeteria. This appears to be lunch, and once again, Mister Feeny is present. Um, I wrote down here that ordered food is bad because it seems like not being able to brown bag it is unlucky for whatever reason. Like that comes up in here. I remember as a kid ordering food was definitely the cool thing to do it yeah. was much better now elementary school had that had the rotating food that we had to have all the time mm-hmm. and middle school yeah, fries. Fries. Fries every day for lunch. Dude, when we were in sixth grade, which they would be, you could order two orders of fries and that could literally be your lunch. Nobody yeah, and throw out the apple. I don't know if they would allow that now with all like nutrition <laughs> things, you know, just uh, the restrictions. Like you, we had pizza. Pizza was an option every day. Mm-hmm. There was a rotation of other stuff. The pizza was terrible, by the oh, way. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And
0: we had fries as an option every day, which is usually pretty good. Sometimes yeah. strangely undercooked. Uh, but <laughs> you, it, that was the cool thing to do. You can get a Pepsi from like a fountain soda or fake cola, whatever it is, but you know, was something like a cola. Yeah. Uh, and fries and pizza every single day. Bringing a brown bag would suck. You bring in a stale sandwich where either it's gotten soggy or the bread's gotten um, it was stale. It's just uh, the drink you have is not as cold as it once was. Maybe some things got moisture leaked. Yeah, the annoyance of carrying around the stupid bag or even a lunchbox. Buying food was definitely the way to go. Right? Yeah, That was the absolutely. cool thing and the convenient thing, although not the most... Uh, You know, financially smart, but, you know, the the prices were low, at least for us, when we were in school. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, so as a kid, my first sporting event, I think, was uh, a Flyers game. I went with a friend, with Um, parents. No, we didn't just, we didn't just show up at a stadium expecting to buy tickets from scalpers or... Yeah, yeah, my first one would have
1: been uh, a Phillies game with my dad on Father's Day. Right. Um, I remember they lost,
0: and I remember (laughs) around
1: that time, you could get free Phillies tickets... And a box of hot dogs, and I'm pretty sure that's how we got our tickets. How do you get
0: free Phillies tickets in a box? I don't office?
1: know. They used to sell boxes of like 40 hot dogs, and they came with Phillies <laughs> tickets because in like 95, Please 96, go. they stumped.
0: Yeah, they went from like 93 being in the World Series to just absolutely terrible. So yeah, you buy a box of hot dogs for 20 bucks, and you get two Phillies tickets. Yep. <laughs> oh, and in this scene again, Feeny's in the cafeteria during lunch, uh, and and there's kids all around all around Corey's table, doing homework, it looks like. Like they're doing schoolwork at lunch. That wasn't a thing. Like maybe if you had like study hall, do, at, at the cafeteria, when we sat down, did kids break out their notebooks and start doing their homework or classwork?
1: Um, I could see them doing that if they had a class coming up and they didn't do the homework the night before. It was all of them. So <laughs> and even
0: like the, the ones who like, you now they did kind of make kids look astute or whatever? These didn't look like slackers. It wasn't like Bullcut Kid and, and Sean. And they were like, um, and a lot of them were girls and they were like doing their homework in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the lunch period, I guess. It's just so weird. Um, so you said you spotted a man bun. Oh yeah. I'm not
1: sure. <laughs> I think that was at the very beginning of the episode with a dude that was up against the back of the wall, just a teacher
0: standing there, background guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, full man bun. (laughs) Like it was a short stubby man
0: bun, but awesome. Um, I thought it was in the cafeteria because that's when I have it It, written down. It was. must have been when you said it.
1: I don't remember if it was like the first cafeteria scene or like the second
0: cafeteria scene. It just caught me off guard to see it in the background. Yes. All right. So uh, next scene, Corey's at his house again and he's in his treehouse. And I wrote down treehouse in Philly. That just doesn't sound right. Um, You had a different take on that. Um. So some of the more
1: affluent areas in Philadelphia, you will have backyards. Um, their backyard didn't look that big compared to the house size. Mm-hmm. So the the size of the backyard really didn't, or the Backyard in itself didn't really throw me off. And it's kind of, like you said, ambiguous between whether it's a suburb of Philadelphia or actually within Philadelphia.
0: Right. So I guess they never really do show, they show like the outside view of the house once in a while. Mm -hmm. It never is like a giant yard that you would expect in maybe like a suburban area. So I guess it more does fit in kind of like the, uh, like in Philadelphia technically by zip code, but still more suburban looking. Yeah, and the house definitely looked
1: like a stereotypical suburban home. Rather than, like, a row home, which you would typically see in Philadelphia.
0: Yes. Um, I wrote down here, uh, Morgan tries to be nice to Corey again, and Corey is still a jerk uh, while he's in the treehouse. He wants nothing to do with Morgan in this episode, at least to start out. Just a total jerk. Um, this is also where he spots uh, Mr. Feeney. So, Cory's Corey's mom is sweet enough where she brings him dinner in the treehouse. Yeah, but not a plant. But not a plant. Oh, yeah. Not a house plan. Um, so she brings him uh, dinner to eat in the treehouse. And this is where he's, a, he's like a chicken leg or something. Mm-hmm. And he spots Mr. Feeney um, getting his dinner ready, which is some sort of like salad. And then Mr. Feeney takes a phone call and then looks very dejected, packs up his uh, the one salad plate and takes it away uh, this salad looks entirely green with nothing in it. He's basically just having, like, arugula or however you say that. Am I saying that right, Mark? I think Don't so. let me embarrass myself. Um, this is a recorded now. People are going to know I don't how to say arugula or arugula. Um, so he's, uh, he starts eating the salad by himself, and they play sad music. You're supposed to be sad. And um, Cory basically just watches him eat. Um, watches him eat. Uh, so next scene is, um, is Corey is sneaking into his bedroom. And in here, we get to see a lot of uh, like Philly stuff on the wall. I claimed before this show started that there's absolutely no mention of the Flyers, and you saw a Flyers logo on the wall.
1: There was one. Amazing.
0: Um, I don't know if they ever get mentioned by name, but at least they did that. Still have a major issue with the fact that the Eagles are completely rejected, neglected.
1: He will wear an Eagles jersey in one of the episodes. I'm pretty sure it's at Cunningham
0: you shorts of 12. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Might I be season two. I will say that. Okay. So most of these shows are probably shot in Florida because it's Disney, Universal Universal Studios, Florida. I don't know if that's where this one would have been shot. Yeah. I but been. they did their best to actually show at least Philadelphia sports lore, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And show that he's in Philly. And also, when they talk about the Phillies and the players, uh, like Kurt Schilling's name gets dropped. Yeah. Dalton. That was current. Yeah. Dalton, that, that's very current. Yeah. Um, So this is where Corey's in the room and uh, his mom shows up and him and his mom have a chat and she explains how Corey basically did the same thing to his father that Eric did to him and ditched him, ditched his father for his friends when he got older. Just like Eric ditched Corey for girls when he got older. Um, This also gives us the indication that Corey and Eric actually spent time together, which there is a later episode Mm-hmm. Uh, when Eric's about to graduate, where this comes up, I won't dive too much into it, where Corey has this big conniption of the fact that Eric did not spend time with him and never gave him the time of day, which is interesting. Um, so now we, we switch over to detention, and he's in detention with just Mr. Feeney. And it's his just, Philly shirt. Just the two of them. He's wearing a Philly shirt. Again, this kid's 11 years old. It just seems weird. Um, he does this thing where he tries to leave the room and because Mr. Feeney looks so distracted with his paperwork and he even goes as far as opening the door and shutting it and then comes back in and
1: dances in his face. Yeah.
0: And says that basically we say this bites or the stinks or something. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so uh, I wrote down here. Um, so Feeney's actually like. We find throughout the show that Feeney just has good comedic timing in general. Like, the way he responds to Corey, I really enjoy that. I think their interactions the entire time are actually really entertaining. So, uh, Feeney lectures Corey on the greatest mystery of the universe, as he calls it. Um, and he's talking about uh, love. Um, he asks him... <laughs> I think he asked them what like Shakespeare and a few other historical figures have in common and I think Corey's response is they all took your class, which actually got a legit <laughs> laugh out of me. Um, Mr. Feeney gets frustrated and tells Corey, Today you're actually gonna learn something from me, like in this detention, and Corey like perks up and looks, you know, actually kind of nervous about it. Um, and uh, and Corey ends up explaining to Mr. Feeney that love's not worth it because he he sees Mr. Feeney have this... Uh, he observed him have this dinner for two, which becomes dinner for one, and assumes it was for you know, a girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. Somebody's, trying to, you know, somebody's trying to court or whatever. Or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these, these older teachers do. Uh, whatever they call it. Um, and uh, Mr. Feeney gives him a hard time um, about uh, observing him. This is where he, he tells him he's going to uh, teach him something. He explains how important love is and how like uh he's observed Corey and his family and how great that is and how that all started with the love between his parents mm-hmm. and Corey should you know appreciate that more and then it just he just at the at that drop of a hat just says this detention's over just basically just kicks Corey out like you're done yeah. um no actual end i remember being in detention it had an end was like, it was like a one hour set time and that was it it wasn't ambiguous like this
1: exactly because the kids had to have a way home whether it right. be by bus or a by parent bus. Mm-hmm. and the parent would have to come and pick them up at a certain they time they would have to be able or to or they'd have to take the bus
0: right yep so, um, so this is where uh, Corey ends up back at the house um, and he asks Morgan to be quiet and Morgan basically agrees and then immediately shouts that Corey's back and uh, she offers Corey tea uh, because is uh, just a sweet little girl. <laughs> Corey uh, apologizes to his dad um, about ditching him, and you know, basically just like how he got ditched, and his dad's totally understanding. You know, he just knows. Yeah, and he's like, I, he's like, I want you to have friends. I want you to to spend time with your friends. Next scene, Corey's in his bedroom playing Duck Hunt, and he at least it looks like Duck Hunt. He's got the Nintendo. Yeah, and they say Duck the dog Hunt in the gun. corner, and they mention the dog in the corner. The sounds don't sound anything like Duck Hunt um it sounds like he you could you kill the dog you could not kill the dog i don't remember you, I, I, I remember trying you could the dog would laugh at you when you missed <laughs> and when you killed a duck you would pop up and hold up the yeah. duck by its neck that was it you could not kill the dog as much as i tried um but he apparently shoots the dog and it makes some sort of grunt as if he killed it uh and this is where uh, eric's in the room and Corey actually sh- tries to shoot the duck hunt gun at him to kill eric that obviously doesn't work um and eric explains how his date went really badly he said he botched it he had basically nothing to say he wasn't paying attention to the game because he was so nervous he was more worried about heather um and he basically believes that this is going to be the last date he ever had with heather and Corey actually talks eric into calling heather and makes a suggestion to him, take her to a movie. That way you don't have to talk. And says something to the effect of, it's perfect for someone at your current skill level. <laughs> um, and uh, and Eric asks, like, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to help me? And Corey basically sarcastically says, I'm told love is worth it. Um, one thing I, wanted, I noted, too, was uh, they have a cordless phone in the room and it's humongous. Uh, that's certainly a, a show of the time. We had cordless phones mm-hmm. um, at some point. That did look like that. Um, and one thing I wrote down too was everyone just says, like, especially Corey, just oversized clothes. I remember that being the style for a little bit, mm-hmm. for sure. But I, just, I wrote down, Corey's shirt is huge. <laughs> um, yeah, Corey, grow into it. After so, Corey is really uh, maturing here and getting a lot of wisdom from from Mister Feeney and from his mom. As, after he he leaves the bedroom after giving Eric the advice to call Heather, goes downstairs and he sees Morgan and he offers to actually sit down and have tea with her. Mm-hmm. And Morgan immediately takes one of her toys out of its chair in front of the uh, the table and tosses it aside. Yeah, What a jerk! <laughs> yes, um, and this is where Corey actually uh, promises to always care about her. Um, and promises not to be into girls ever <laughs> and uh, and he always he tells her that no matter what happens he will always have time to have tea with her uh, which is actually really sweet and Corey's mom shows up wants to take Corey uh, basically wants Morgan to go to bed and Corey offers to actually just finish up having tea with her and he'll take her to bed and um, so he does that he finishes tea, talks with her um, gets a kiss from her and she goes to bed and um, So, the next scene, and I think this is actually post-credits as most of these shows go, right? Mm -hmm. What they would do is they would give you the credits, hit you with a really long commercial, and then make you wait seven minutes, or however long these commercials were, Mm -hmm. to get a 30-second scene. So, the very last scene of the show is Corey in the cafeteria once again, and Feeney is macking on this, this other teacher there, <laughs> who we never see again, probably because the relationship was so inappropriate they had to fire her, um, or maybe you know there was some blackmail or something, but yeah, we never get to see her again. Um, and he, he says out loud that he is quite the cook and that he had, just the other day, prepped a salad for him and his sister, but she couldn't make it. And as he says this, he knows Corey's eavesdropping. And he walks by him, and so Corey stares at him, and he says to him, "Confused, Mr. Matthews?" And Corey says, "Yes, I am." And then Phoenix <laughs> says something like, "As it should be," and that's it, and walks away, and that's how the episode ends. Um, one thing I wrote down too: uh, again, no Minkus in this episode, Nope. and no Topanga. Topanga's is not to. even in the credits. She's not even in the credits. I do, I don't know when she makes it into the credits, but it's she wasn't even thought about. No, in this in this case, so. Um, we, there's all this talk as the show develops as to Topanga oh, Topanga's such like a staple in the show or their relationship goes back so long wasn't even in at least the first two episodes I wasn't even seen in the classroom wasn't seen in the classroom just complete ghost yeah and she wasn't
1: we... she wasn't even originally casted in that role they originally had another actress really? that they let go of yeah
0: who was supposed to be still like the uh, kind of like a hippie. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I was just reading about this the other day. Mm-hmm. The original actress that won the part wasn't mm-hmm. taking directions too well and kept on redoing the part the same way, about that? despite being told, try it this way. Okay. And since Topanga, or Danielle Fishel, was on set, they let her re-audition with somebody else. But well, why was she on set? Because uh, she excuse was you? casted as a background. Oh, uh, just like as an extra? Yeah, as okay. an extra. And since... They didn't want to go and do a whole nother casting search. They just re-auditioned other kids that were already there sure. for that part. So
0: That's very interesting. Um, any other little nuggets like that you got?
1: Uh, not off the top of my head, but I am curious. Did the Phillies win that game? Because they, they made a big <laughs> deal. Like, if they win, they're in the playoffs. If <laughs> they, did did they win, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> did they win? <laughs> uh, is it covered in the next episode? Do you remember? I, I think if they ever talk about the Phillies again, it's just like... Regular it's game, it's nothing stuff yeah. they
0: talk about a no hitter that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's episode three. Um, okay, so uh, the Phillies do come up again. Um, what did you think? Um, I liked the episode first one? episode. Yeah,
1: um, I thought the the parents like could imagine them being my parents. Um, they weren't goofy okay. or over the top. They were grounded.
0: No. Um, they seem like good parents for sure.
1: Exactly, and mm-hmm. we can see it in like TV shows later down the line. At least the dad is always a goof. Like, Malcolm in the Middle, even in The Simpsons, the dad's usually a buffoon. Yes. But, like, his dad, Alan Matthews, mm-hmm. was, like, a good dad. Yeah, yeah.
0: for sure. Um, I like the first episode. I don't remember—I don't know if I watched the pilot of this, like, actually the first time it aired. I'm not 100% sure. Um but this episode was good. I thought the, as a as a pilot, I'm curious if they actually recorded this first or if they decided to switch it. Like if they recorded multiple episodes and then chose this as the pilot. It's just such a weird place to start. Especially considering we, we kill Bull Bullcut Kid, we kill Mrs. Kincaid, Sean doesn't get a name, no Minkus, no Sean, I'm sorry, so uh, no Minkus, no Topanga. And they're talking about Romeo and Juliet with 11 year olds.
1: Yeah, so they might have filmed this episode like, A month or two before any other episode, seeing if it'll get picked up by ABC to run the show. And then ABC would come back and say, well, this is what we want you to do to change it. Okay. And then they make those changes. So that's why they got rid of Bullcut Kid. I think (laughs) he probably had just as much screen
0: time as Sean. He did. If you had just watched this episode in a vacuum, you might actually think that Bullcut Kid was sticking around. Mm -hmm. Or Sandlot Kid. And that Sean was like the the afterthought but they end up switching that up. Um all right, I think that does it for episode 1. Um this was a a good first crack at this. Do we have how many episodes are there of the of this show?
1: Uh it's is like 22 to 20, 22 to 24 episodes long and there were season. seven seasons. So we're about. talking about like 150 okay. off the top of my head. Do you
0: think we have the scene to get through 150 episodes more? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there are uh, I think there are certainly better ones than this ones that are more interesting uh, that I would like to pick apart this one was fairly tight uh, everything was just kind of like uh, maybe a little nitpicky um, but that, that's kind of the fun in doing this um, so I guess that's all we have for this if you are one of the three people who ever listen to this uh, and that, so if we include our moms who will probably listen there might be one other person who listens maybe a sibling of ours since we both have them um, I just wanted to thank you uh, for actually giving us a shot here. Uh, we promise we'll get better as we go. Um, maybe even try to cycle in some people other than us, like to to talk about it. I I would love to have someone talk about this who's actually never seen it and just get their opinion on it and what they think, especially yeah. with how badly it's aged. Like we we know, like we knew the campiness of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And if the the twenty two minutes is the longest 22 minutes of their life (laughs) as they watch. Because there have certainly been shows like that for me. Like where they're difficult to get through. So, Full House? I liked Full House. (laughs) Uh, I have to confess. So I was, as a kid, I was into Full House. I was into Family Matters, Step by Step, Mm -hmm. Boy Meets World. What else was in that? uh, Home Improvements. as much okay as much and uh, to be honest home crew is like edgy compared to this yeah Uh, and and compared to all those shows really but i was into definitely into disney's family friendly lineup and step by step was probably as edgy as that got outside of some one-off episodes in Mm -hmm. family matters and in boy meets world like you know where they where sean joins a cult and stuff i cannot (laughs) wait i hope we go along and we get through all this because that was one of my favorite episodes the cult one
1: Um, I think one of the episodes that stand out most for me Was the Halloween episode Uh, With um, With Jennifer Love Hewitt
0: What? Of Boy Meets World? Yeah A Halloween episode with Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yeah How is she in the show? (laughs) Who is she? Is she she a a a girlfriend?
1: No Are you sure? Positive Her name in the episode is Jennifer Love Pfefferman (laughs) okay
0: fair enough dude i know this show really well and uh there are people in this show where i will be like that person was in one episode of saved by the bell which is coming up fairly soon Mm -hmm. or that person was in full house that person there's actually more than one person that was in full house that shows up in this show yeah uh some recurring characters some not but jennifer love hewitt dude i cannot put it together i can't
1: oh man now i'm gonna find out what episode what season it was it might have been like season i mean we'll get there
0: Carrie Russell's in this, yeah, she's in this season, um does, I think does Denise Richards, I think Denise Richards might be in this show. Hmm, I don't remember her, okay, uh, and Heather, do you remember, um, man, what was that show with the rabbit? It was supposed to be like married with children, but in the late nineties, and it had a rabbit played by that Bobcat guy,
1: oh. I, I would have never. Do you remember the show? I don't, but
0: I couldn't stand that guy's voice. It was supposed. Well, he played a, a rabbit, um, a, a, a a puppet mm-hmm. bunny, which somehow was alive, and you know, obviously, obviously ridiculous. And that that show, the teenage girl who basically is like the equivalent of Kelly, she's supposed to be like the the really pretty daughter or whatever. Mm-hmm. She ends up in this show. Like she, I, I don't know her name off the top of my head.
1: Um, one of Sean's girlfriends. I think Christina Loken is her name in real life. Uh, is that Alex she, Mack? No. She's the one that becomes the Terminator in the third Terminator movie. Wow. Okay. Uh, like the, I You're going to have to point that out when we get there. Yeah. She comes up in several episodes, and then I think right. she actually ends up marrying Minkus in Girl Meets
0: World. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, dropping some knowledge. I had uh, Girl Meets World. Okay. I will tell you, I'll tell you this. I could not get through Girl Meets World. I don't like it didn't like it can't um, like, that was campy in a worse way I just thought their interactions in that show were so unnatural
1: yeah and I think that was like the time it was made for Disney that's what like Disney did with their TV shows yeah, like all of them had that
0: over the top yes like yes. like That's So Raven would be like a really over the top show which mm-hmm. I just never got into um, like Sweet Life
1: of whatever and yes um, iCarly and those yep. other shows they just seemed wait a minute
0: Icarly, I'm pretty sure, is Nickelodeon. Is
1: it? It's no, the it same matter. thing, though. It's <laughs> like over the top acting. And...
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, all right, I'm sure we'll have other uh, tangents we can go off on to as we talk about the next one. So we'll go ahead and stop here. Uh, again, uh, thanks for listening. Um, as of this recording, we're not even sure what platform this is going to be on, uh, but I wanted to have at least a couple couple shows in the hole um, before we put it up there so uh, we'll be sure to share it and looking forward to getting some sort of feedback from everybody. Thank you.